10k cards last night. All right. We are live on LinkedIn. Send me the link right now. Text me the link right now, buddy. <laughs> That's right. We're hearing you, Sean the Man Lashley. Buddy, you have no idea how much fun I'm having. <laughs> I, I can't surprise. I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you never have fun, sir. Oh my God. I know, right? It's so so hard to believe sometimes. Absolutely. All right. We're back on the go on my 10K cards. Steve, uh, give some banter here for us as uh, we're counting down. Yeah. All right, good stuff, Mr. Rick. Rick Gabrielli, how we doing, sir? Better, Steve, I'm great, man. Anytime I'm in your presence, man. I'm oh my goodness, I feel I feel you're the currency of your connection right now. Thank you. Brother. It is amazing, you know. You. I, I I talk about your book everywhere I go, sir. Thank you. Looking brother. forward to looking forward Thank to seeing you. you uh, you know, shine here on the broadcast and. Awesome. Okay, so so I'm hearing uh, Cameron. If you could hear this, uh, looks like David is on is backstage. So we're we're I guess we just gotta admit him. Um, so this could be a great show, guys. Uh, you know, I don't know if you're on uh, listening to us pre-broadcast, but good. hey, David, what's going on, sir? Good hey, to have you on the Steve? show. Thank you. Yep. How are you doing, man? Excellent, excellent. It's going to be an amazing show. I know uh, we have some very unique. And uh, extremely valuable uh, panelists here. Very different personalities. So I'm very interested how this is going to go. Because you've got the uh, the the low-key Mr. Rick Gabrielli, who's he just a, he oozes with with warmth and connection to uh, to uh, Mr. Sean, the wild man Lashley, uh, to Trisha, who is just a, she's a, a beast in terms of beast at in terms of. Uh, her her mentoring and what she does and helping uh, people with with speaking engagements and then David Seth Gordon I was gonna call you Seth Gordon that's that's not a good one um, David Seth Cohen here with with your unique uh, you know presence so looking forward to that. it was funny how Cameron did a a shot from I guess you were what 16 years old that shot he, he picked he took from you I got uh, it. Me? I got it because he looked like super buff. Like he was, you know, was amazing. I was like, he's gonna. Yeah, that was up. like uh, probably 2015 or something, or uh, 2000. No, probably earlier than 2012. So you look yeah. good there. So either way, you look good. So it was great. Thanks. Like okay. an Avengers, like like the Avengers, man. That was an yeah. Avengers picture. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Fun times. So I'm sure I'm sure um, Cameron told you, but we've got a little private chat that only us see. Uh, so as as we're going through questions, if uh, you know you guys want to chime in in the chat, as it you know, hey, I'll take that one or whatnot. Um, so yeah, feel free to 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 to, to comment there. And um, cool. yeah, it looks like we've got Stephanie Belafato is joining us. Hey, what's going on, Stephanie? So if you're watching this. Trisha, so yes, that's the backstage there. So that's the way you guys are going to call out and let me yeah. know uh, who wants up next on whatever uh, given question or topic we're on. So definitely yeah. use that as our back channel so we can organize ourselves in the background here. Really excited to get into our guests. We got a lot of comments uh, coming in. So Steve, as I throw these up on the screen, if you can comment and say hello to everybody, uh, that would yeah. be amazing. Absolutely. Uh, I got to go to the comment section now. So Peter, my friend from Texas now, from Jersey straight to Texas. What's going on, Peter? You the man, sir. Good to see you. 
Uh, mama is in the house. Diane Light Spiro is on with us. Excited to have my mama. Um, and then uh, we have Robert Herson. Oh, man. Ready to give us some poetry, some some uh, spoken word. Uh, I, I aspire to be like you, sir. So, And it looks like there might be some others that I'm... Oh, McGenna's in the house. Yes, it's McGenna, not Magenna or Mahenna. It is McGenna in the house. Good to see you, McGenna. Uh, again, I think we saw each other maybe two or three times this week, so it's good to see you. Um, so it's going to be a great show. So make sure if you're on, Chris Januski, loyal, loyal, loyalist, Mr. Chris Januski. Good seeing you two times in a row today. Hey, um, if you're on the show, please not only check in with where you're from, what, what area, what city, state, uh, but give us some clappies, give us some, uh, you know, heart signs, give us, you know, whatever, because we, we, we definitely LinkedIn loves the algorithms when this participation um, also, uh, I'm sure Cameron will mention it as well. This is a good place you guys can network with each other. So as you're commenting and making, you know, making a no some noise, people know you're on the sh on the show, and and you guys should should connect with each other. You know, connect on LinkedIn, find each other. You know, it's a great place uh, venue for you to do that as well. So don't, you know, I know you're going to hear some great content tonight today, but at the same time, definitely take advantage of the great uh, you know participants that are going to be on the show for sure. Sean LeMann Lashley, Mr. Clubhouse. We're, we're blessed to have you now not on Clubhouse and here with us here, sir. Looks like he's he's probably still on Clubhouse right now, if I know Sean. He's probably yeah, in six he's rooms. definitely taking advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. He's probably in six rooms and doing this all at the same time, if I know Sean. We can have a little pre-game conversation. Who's on Clubhouse and who's not? Uh, that would be interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. So, anyway. Because it's going to be an amazing show, so I, I'm looking forward to it. Again, uh, if you're coming on here live, make sure you share share the link, share the link with your with your network. Uh, tell people about it. Uh, we, we're we're looking to continue to. We I think we had uh, record breaking viewership this past week, so we're looking to to bust through those records. Uh, that yeah, when I when I looked at it today, we were at 2,400 plus views of last week's show. Yeah, nice. That's great. Good job, good job. Hey, I, I think we should be in the 10 to 12,000 range very soon, quite frankly. There we go, there we go. Yeah, no doubt about it, for sure. Christian Newsy's got his 10K card up that he actually, I think he won that on this show, right? We had Ray that won last week, so we're going to give Ray his card from last week. Magenna thinking big. Record them and publish a book. You're in the show. Hey, guys. How are you? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah we hear you, Mr. Lashley. So we are counting down, guys. We're just a little over a minute from showtime. Cameron, I can't hear you. You're saying theme song, theme song. Hey, Steph. I love you, too, Steph. Hey, Chris, McGann, oh, what's up? For me. Guys, if you're in the chat, please uh, let us know where you're checking in from. Please let us know. Uh, yeah, you know. Drop that handle. Uh, Sean Lashley is, is killing it on Clubhouse. We want to hear from you. So uh, put that up. Let us know if you're on Clubhouse. Put that handle on. Where are you uh, checking in from? What city? What state? Uh, please... We want to hear your stories today. We would love those stories in the comments. We want to hear your story. Uh, if you can get your story in, in a sentence, a paragraph, we'd love to throw that on the screen. And uh, we'll be sharing this all week. 
and make sure that you're connecting with each other, like Steve said, in the uh, in the comments. Absolutely. And uh, just for, for our panelists, uh, let's try to keep on mute temporarily until we're about to speak, just just to keep the, the, the audio clear here and, and good. So although I'm, I'm not finding where the mute button is at this moment. Oh, I know what I got to do. I got to expand the screen. On I gotta, the bottom, you know, bottom of the screen. Yeah. When I didn't have the, the, the screen fully expanded, it was it was it was hidden. But I found All it. All right, guys, we're going to get into this show here. It's, we're getting close. We're getting close. It's getting to time. Here we go. Get your, get your noisemakers and your party hats. It's countdown. That's right. This is it. There it We're is. Do it. <laughs> All right. It's that time. All right. Let's see if I can get the audio to work audio today, guys. Bear with me here. And fire up your Friday. Fired up Friday with Steve Spiro, the master connector. I am Steve Spiro, the master connector. Over the next hour of this master connection series, we will take a deep dive into the different ways to connect and network effectively. See us and hear us right now. So LinkedIn, we are on here. We're getting ready. Hear from experts along with Steve Spiro who went from being shy and introverted to the master connector. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This has been a master connection series. There it is, there it is. All right, so I'm gonna, I have the pleasure of uh, introducing everybody here today. And I'm very excited about that. Uh, for everybody uh, that is in the panel, just remember to keep yourselves on mute uh, as we go through this and we will get everybody introduced. Very excited to introduce everybody that we have on the show. My name is Cameron Toth, and I am your co-host. Your host is Steve Spiro, the master connector. And we're going to get into this and introduce our panel right now. I know my camera is not super clear, so I'm just going to shuffle through this here. A little change in focus. You get to see another angle of my desk. Hello, everybody. I know we got folks checking in in the comments, and I'm so excited uh, to hear from everybody. Stephanie, hello. Peter, hello. Mary, hello. Amy Sinha, hello. Sean Lashley checking in the in the comments as well as on the show. Chris Januski, thanks for being here. He says participation pays off. Yes, it does, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Sean Lashley is going to award another digital card. He's giving a digital card to all of our presenters. We booked him on this show today before he became a sponsor on this show and since then has become a sponsor of this show to provide all of our expert panel with digital cards as well as awarding a digital card to somebody that is amazing and brought people in uh, to our audience. So the person that brings the most people in, we award that person a digital card as well. Uh, so we'll call that out before the end of the show. It's Ray from last week uh, and uh, it's gonna be very exciting. So I'm gonna showcase our folks on the screen. First up is Trisha Brooke. Tricia Brooke is an international award-winning director. She has worked in theater, film, and television for three decades. Tricia mentors speakers, thought leaders, authors, and entrepreneurs on creating speaking platforms that have global impact. Thank you, and please welcome everybody. Tricia, uh, in the comments, please give it up for her. Thank you very much. And next up is our man, Sean Lashley. <laughs> 10K himself. 
helping others to achieve their dreams, discover their happiness and relaxed state are just a few of the list of things he is best known for. He is the founder of 10,000 Cards. He is Mr. 10K. He invests in technology and scales digital businesses. Please give it up for Sean Lashley in the comments. Give him some love. Give him some appreciation. We appreciate you. Next up, we have David Seth Cohen. He is a writer, producer, director, editor, and actor. He was born in Brooklyn, New York, and was raised on Long Island. David specializes in film, TV, and branded video content creation. David is a photographer, a risk taker. <laughs> Let me speak correctly here. A risk taker, an animal lover, a charismatic dreamer, and an all-around ridiculous, determined guy. Thanks for being on the show, David. Please give him up for him in the comments. Thank you, everybody. And then we have... Mr. Rick Gabrielli. He works to help others get into action. They're helping them to quickly and easily take the first steps to reaching out and creating energy and meaning in their lives and the lives of others. He's the area director of the New York Region of Master Networks, author of The Currency of Connection. Please give it up for Mr. Rick Gabrielli. And our show is hosted by none other than the master connector himself, Mr. Steve Spiro. Steve, please let everybody know what we're here to do today, and then I will uh, start us off and get us uh, going with uh, questions. Absolutely. Can you hear me, Cameron? I can hear you loud and clear, brother. Absolutely. Go ahead. All right, great. Well, hey, folks, uh, it's Steve Spiro, the master connector. Uh, so Cameron and I really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, welcome to our show each week on Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We come at you with engaging content on how you could also be a master connector. You know, as a shy introverted kid from the Bronx to someone who has grown a massive network and can talk to just about anyone, there's definitely been lots of great lessons uh, I've learned along the way, uh, like most of us, you know, and uh, it's been a winding road uh, from starting out an advertising company out of college to a martial arts studio to technology sales. And now consulting and mentoring, um, self-development has been very crucial for me in my life and I've learned to adapt and keep growing. Um, I love sharing what I've done and what I've learned. And, and please, so make sure to check out my Fire Up Friday Master Connector tips. I just posted one today, uh, every Friday. Um, thanks to my friend, Sean Lashley, our sponsor here of 10K Cards. I have a digital card that catalogs all 60 plus weeks in one place. You can check them out. So please DM me or and I'll send you that digital card. Uh, but during this the Master Connection series, each week, our goal is to gather subject matter experts to impart their wisdom on all of us, including Cameron and I. Um, we've always we're always learning, right? So you got to keep growing. And, and so I'm very blessed to have my co-host uh, Cameron Toth, founder of Event uh, Toth Event Staffing, and now the host of Biz Dev Live weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. He does a show. Uh, it's awesome. Check it out on YouTube. And he also does. The Biz Dev Live networking on Tuesdays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Don't miss either. They're amazing. They're not your typical stuff. It's amazing. So thank you, Cameron, for, for doing all the magic behind the scenes. You're the, you're, you're the great mighty Oz back there behind the curtain, making all the magic happen. We really appreciate you, sir. Appreciate everyone that's on, the, on, the, on, uh, on participating with us. Looking forward to the panelists and what everyone has to say. Appreciate you guys. Beautiful. All right. So I just want to shout out everybody. And I want to give a special out, uh, shout out to 
Um, again, uh, she actually threw her story in here, born and raised in Albania, moved to New York City 17 years ago. Grateful to the opportunity to come to this country for allowing me to meet amazing people, for allowing me to work and support my family, and most importantly, for the opportunity to pay it forward. Uh, so uh, that's the way I kind of want to start off the show. I know I've gone around and done a little bit of introduction. You heard Steve with his introduction. Uh, I'll talk really briefly to my story. I am extremely passionate about educating and providing opportunity to other people. Uh, that's really based on my life story. I came uh, through the high school experience, did not graduate high school, had a child at 19 years old, uh, was pushed to do the college thing, but didn't do it right at all. I followed the girl around the red leather pants to pick my college, not thinking about resources, not thinking about financing, uh, not any of those things. So uh, years later, 17 years into a marriage, four kids between the two of us, two successful businesses under me. For me, it's really about giving uh, back and making sure, especially young people, but people in general, have all the access to opportunity and education uh, that I can potentially provide to them. Uh, so I'm really excited to do that in all of the different ways that I do that through BizDev Live, the networking, through the Master Connection series. It's all about really trying to help people. And that is my story. Um, and with that, I'm gonna pass the baton, ladies first, if Trisha, uh, you'll jump in here. We'll just go quickly, briefly. You've seen that done by Steve and myself now. So we'll just be on the brief side so we can get to comments and questions and have a really active and engaged discussion on storytelling for our audience here. Go ahead, Tricia. Thanks, Cameron. I'm so excited to be here and to share everything I know about storytelling with you today. I grew up on a small farm town in Arnold, Missouri, knew that I was gonna move to New York City to pursue a career in dance, made that happen, had a very successful career dancing all over the world, including the Lincoln Center in New York City, the Paris Opera. I danced in Portugal and Spain, decided that I wanted to move from dance to writing and producing and directing so that I could have more impact. By dancing, I was only limited to the number of people in the theater and the length of time I was on stage. And three years ago, a friend asked me to direct her TED Talk. It was just like working with actors, intention, choreography, blocking, script analysis. And I realized that by working with thought leaders and speakers and authors and helping them share their powerful story, that the impact they could have and the ripple effect of this amazing storytelling would reach global humanity. And that's why I began to work with speakers because I know when you share your story, you can change and even save a life. I love that, I love that. All right, we're gonna move it over to Mr. Rick Gabrielli. Wow, thank you, brother Steve. Thank you, brother Cameron. I'm so honored to be here today. I'm so honored to follow my beautiful sister, Trisha Brooke. And you just nailed it in that last part right there. Maybe you can save a life. Um, I'm here because my life was saved by a high school biology teacher. So I'm all about telling that story. And it was a story that I didn't know that I could tell and would tell for many years. So uh, just take a step back. My father died when I was a young kid, 19 years old. And that uh, set into motion uh, some tragic events in my own life and in my own spiritual journey. And one day, a high school biology teacher reached out to me. And uh, he was all about stories anyway, even the way he taught. And uh, it saved my life. Um, I was able to then get back on track because of that gift. And I decided that I was going to uh, make my life into helping other people find uh, that 
path through taking action. Everything I've ever done um, in business and in personal life has led me to the day uh, that we're in today with this amazing group. I'm honored to be with all of you. Um, my goal is to help people find energy, value, and meaning in their own life because that's what I was given with this, uh, this conversation from my teacher. I thought that teachers were, uh, you know, magical people. So I'm here to uh, listen first, educate, and see that uh, maybe we can help change a life, help somebody take action and, and save a life. It may be your own. Thank you so much for that, Rick. And I mean, you've gotten to share that story on uh, BizDev Live with me, and it's such meaningful, so meaningful and so impactful. Uh, thank you for sharing, showing, sharing it again here. Appreciate you. Uh, we're going to move over to David Seth Cohen. Go ahead, David. Thank you guys uh, so much for having me on here. I'm, I'm grateful to uh, to be on this uh, this program with you guys. I think. Uh, it's really cool what you're doing um, and in the way you're educating people. Um, my story is uh, a little different than everyone else. I was, I was born premature. I uh, was in an incubator for about two to three weeks. Um, so had to fight for my life as a little kid. Um, as I got older, um, I felt like storytelling was, you know, something I, I had to do. Um, you know, as a kid, I was probably around 10 years old. I saved up money to buy a video camera. Uh, so I could start making little movies with my family and friends. Um, as I got, you know, older, um, I, when I went to college, um, I was a pre-law major actually, and um, uh, a buddy of mine who happened to be in uh, a big movie, uh, he had died of cancer. He was uh, 20 years old, and I was 21 at the time. And I happened to be taking a, an intro to film class that same semester, and um, because of the impact that he had on my life, I switched my major to uh, mass communication, film and television and kind of went on with that. And, um, you know, storytelling is key, I think, in, in every part of life. And um, for me, a lot of the work I do now, you know, I'm a filmmaker, I, I produce videos, I do photography and all of that is telling stories in different ways. But uh, one of the most rewarding things that I do is I work with a lot of nonprofit organizations and tell their stories um, and in doing so help raise money um, for these organizations so that they could use it for the good and to help people. Um, I, I did, I, it's just such a rewarding thing to, to be able to help organizations through film to tell their stories uh, and to help them raise the money that they need to, uh, you know, keep their programs alive. So, uh, Thanks again for having me here. Um, I'm really excited about this. Thank you, David. Oh, that's amazing. All right, we're going to move over to Sean 10K Cards Lashley. Go ahead, Sean. I have two simple stories to so make it quick. When I was 13 years old, my dad gave me $250 to go shopping. I came back home with a shirt and a pants. He cursed the crap out of me. And I made a decision at 13 years old, I'll never take money from someone else again. So what did I do? I had $5 remaining. I bought a dishwashing liquid, I grabbed a piece of sponge, a bucket, I started a car wash. Seven years later, I made a quarter million dollars expansion. And the reason I'm sharing this story with you guys, if someone pisses you off to the point that you can't take it anymore, do something about it. Okay, let that animal within you drive you towards taking action and take the, take the decision that's gonna move your life to where you want it to be, okay? 
I'll share the rest of the story later in the, um, in the episode. Thank you. <laughs> I'll give you only one right now, Cameron. Let's go with the other one just now. Or you want me to give the second one now? Go ahead. Okay. Second rapid story. fire, rapid fire, Sean Lashley. Go ahead. Sorry, guys. When the pandemic hit, I was accustomed to taking home over $10,000 a week. I have no idea what it means to live without. So four months into the pandemic, I'm like, oh, shit, money's running out. We need to do something. So we reached out to get the loan from the government, and we did everything right. The taxes were paid. Everything was good. But because we did not have one W-2 worker, the government said, you're not going to get the loan. We only believe in 1099. So we didn't get it. So what did I do? I went to work for four months. I went to the lab for four months. And we have birthed the 10,000 digital card. So the digital card you see that's changing the industry right now, guys, it's coming from a personal place of when, when I needed the help and the government said no, I said yes. It was time to go to work. So you're going to be headed with 10,000 cards all over, guys, and there's one mission, to move individual from a W-2 environment into a 1099 environment. I believe if you want to have real freedom, you should be the ruler of your destiny. You should be self-employed. Make time for your family and don't have someone else control your clock. Cameron, let's get into it. Beautiful. All right, guys. So the first uh, question that we're going to jump into here is because our, our story today, what we're talking about today is all around the topic of storytelling. And we want to make sure that we have uh, the right mindset for storytelling. So how can you tell your story on LinkedIn? Because this is the platform that we're using and sort of spread your message and do it in a way that brings people into your brand. Uh, so who wants to jump into this first? Go ahead, Rick. So the first thing that I'll, I'll say to that is, you know, if you're doing something on a social media platform like LinkedIn is go ahead and read some other people's profiles and see what really draws you in. Because if we're going to be good storytellers and we're going to get what ultimately is attention and engagement, which is the goal. If we're going to do our good work in the world, we need people to hear us or see us or feel us ultimately. And because everything is based on emotions, you're going to have about maybe, you know, a half a second, five seconds. So that first thing they see, that first thing they read, go out there, look at some other profiles. Um, I've learned a lot from Steve and you, Cameron, and, and everybody on this show, um, and, and just get out there and see who's got the kind of engagement that you want, and then emulate what you see on other people's profiles. But certainly, you've got to tell your best story, and then ask people to look at it. We can't get enough input from people around us. Get the people who really love you and trust you to tell you the truth and tell you what's good and what's bad, what works, what doesn't. We've got to get feedback continually in order to be good storytellers and, and just keep on tweaking that story, keep on making it better. Every day our energy changes, our investment in ourselves and others change. And so we've got to keep on looking forward, just keep on tweaking it. We've got some incredible experts on this show today. Everybody here can uh, tell you how to be better. And that's what we've got to do. I love that. Who wants next in here? I'm happy to go, Cameron. Go ahead, go ahead Steve. So, Rick, that is excellent advice. You know what? I mean, um, one of the best advice that I got a while ago was 
to write down your story, right? Try to make it within about three minutes long. And you really need to look at your life and you need to look at kind of the pieces of your life, right? I, I believe it's really important to lead with vulnerability, lead with things that are, you know, some, maybe some weaknesses, you know? Uh, I love to say I was shy introverted. I, I have no problem saying that. I know Cameron will probably share something about his past. Uh, he, he's, he shared that I've heard before. But you, you share some vulnerability because that's not who we are today, right? Um, or at least it might be a piece of us, but it's not what we live by. Um, so script it out, put it on paper, write it out and share it with people. And 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 when you're not only that, but when you're doing your, your face-to-faces or your networking calls, you're talking about that. And you make sure you have your story and, and look at it, read it, write it, you know, um, again, share it with other people. And, and I agree with, with Rick is, is look at other, what other people have done. I, I challenge you to go, to, to go and you haven't looked, look at my profile and, and look at what I wrote on the profile. I don't think the LinkedIn profile where you write your, your story, your summary should be your resume. It should be really about who you are and what makes you unique. Um, and, and also, it should also, I think, have a piece of you know, what you're trying to accomplish in this world. I think the reason that a lot of the, a lot of the, the people that gravitate to be on our show and why we've called people uh, to be on the show is they share what, what Cameron and I believe in is, is really impacting people and touching lives and, and, and saving lives. And I, I love that when I, I heard, you know, uh, Trisha say it. And of course I know Rick, Rick, uh, Rick's heart and I know how his story is. So it's, it's awesome. So again, script it out, make sure you have a story, and then you can look to put it out there in, in whatever content you can. I'd love to piggyback on that, Steve and Rick, because you touched on vulnerability. And there is such a fine line between vulnerability and authenticity. And what I mean by that is when you're sharing vulnerably, it is incredibly important that that trauma, that that vulnerable story you're sharing is healed. When you are sharing something vulnerable, if you have not healed from that, we then as the audience feel responsible to take care of you. And as a speaker, as a storyteller, it's extremely important that you are taking care of us, that you are taking care of the audience. So when you share vulnerably, be really, really conscious that the impact you have is meant to get people to think differently, to relate to you, to see themselves in you and your story, and to never need to take care of you. And the other part of that is being really clear on your point of view. As a storyteller, there is no other you. You and I might be telling the same story. However, I have a different point of view because of how I grew up and how I live my life from how you grew up and live your life. So that point of view makes you a unique storyteller. Even if it's the same idea, even if it's a parallel story to someone else, trust that being vulnerable once healed and really owning your unique point of view is going to make you an incredible storyteller. I love that. That's amazing, Trisha. I think that's something that's so big. And I'm going to incorporate this question because we are talking about storytelling on LinkedIn and uh, and we can kind of feed in. And that's kind of what this show is all about, uh, connecting on LinkedIn in particular. But the Master Connection series is about how you create connections with other people. So you just laid down a great framework to connect with other people. That's why we're talking about story today. So how do you incorporate story into your networking, right? Um, who wants up next? I know I got a back of the house comment. Um, so a, a lot of people saying uh, kudos to Trisha. Uh, so <laughs> um, let me know who else wants to jump in on this topic. One thing that I'll say 
uh, which is yeah. you know, Sean's going to jump in. So one thing I'll say just before he jumps in is storytelling has been a game changer for me. First of all, hearing somebody else's story and really encouraging them to tell and for me to connect with that aspect of my story that connects with theirs. Go ahead, Sean. I want to I want to make something very clear, guys. Normally, when I'm sharing a story, I'm very mindful of where an individual is at this point in their life. I'm all about the 1099. Whenever you hear me speak, you'll be in the 1099. However, not everyone is going to be in a 1099 situation. They may have a good W2 situation. However, I'm here to challenge everyone when I'm speaking to consider the alternative. You might be good where you are now, but let's look at when you're ready to retire. Let's look at when you're ready to leave a legacy. Let's look at when you're ready to leave the chapter of your life to look back and say, what have I done? So every time I'm speaking, I want you guys to be very mindful of one thing. A, I respect where everyone is right now. B, my hope is to challenge you to just think of the two options, W2, 1099. It's not here to offend anyone, but it's just here to spark something inside of you. In terms of storytelling, the first time I met Cameron, I walked into his room, I was sales, sales, sales. Cameron came to me, Sean, be vulnerable, tell a story. In my head, I'm like, Cameron, I came to save the stories. Let's just sell something. I met with Cameron the same evening with himself and his family, or maybe two or three days after. We spent, we were scheduled for like 15 to 30 minutes. We spent an hour and a half on the phone. And when I was finished, I completely see where Cameron was coming from. And I literally moved from selling and making money to start telling a story and start making more money. <laughs> so guys, if you're ever wondering if selling with a story matters, it does. I want to give a public shout out to you, Cameron, to say that if I weren't open enough to listen to what you were saying, I would still be going to show product solution, product solution. But now we just have a conversation, share a story, tie your story into your product, and then, hey, if your product solves a good problem, guess what? Somebody wins. That's it. You're getting a lot of traction on the uh, the W-2 mentality versus the 1099 uh, mentality, Sean. Thank you for that. I just want to shout out some of our audience members so we can all nod and applause uh, some of this stuff. So Lenny's son, I have better control of my thoughts thanks to meditation. Uh, are you happy as a W-2 right now or forever? Sean Lashley uh, getting quoted uh, there by Mr. Chris Dutra. Ray uh, with Sean Lashley, I love everything you're saying. Ray, don't just tell your life story with passion. Live your life with passion. Love that. Uh, Amy, chiming in with Trisha. Uh, this is such an important foundational principle for the process. Lenny-san, I listen to my clients before I respond. I want to make sure they know I'm here for them. And I want to read a couple of our longer comments because I'd ask everybody to start dropping their stories in here. So first-generation Egyptian, this is Peter Hanna, first-generation Egyptian-American born in the kitchen, grew up in retail pharmacy, chasing the imposed dream of many uh, immigrant parents for their kids and hated it. Went back to the roots of my love and passion of food. I tell stories with food because it's the one thing that connects us all, no matter the culture. My goal is to share diversity of food knowledge, increasing your compassion towards other people's. Listen, Peter, I, I know so many people that you know are probably looking at that story now and they have entryways into connecting with you and they're hitting your uh, profile and going to connect with you right now because uh, that made sense to them and they want to connect with you, whether they're in food or not, right? Because they see that it's a passionate individual. Um, McGinnis says, I would like to share something unique with the group here many years back when I was a captain at a restaurant in Midtown Manhattan, served a table who's not from 
New York City. And during dinner, I told the host of the table a unique story about destiny. Later on, I found out he was one and only John Chambers, the CEO of Cisco. And to this day, we are friends. And he did say that I am a great storyteller. Moral of the story is that if you express yourself and you have a story to share there, I shouldn't finish the topic, but I imagine you're making an impact. Uh, so I, I'm, th I'm thankful that uh, McGenna shared that. Um, it's, it's a great way to connect with people that even, you know, are way above maybe where you think your station in life is because if you share your story, it has an immense power, right? Conversation is where it all begins. The opening vibe, just chat, never start with a pitch, set the vibe. I love that, Austin Stewart. Never start with the pitch. If we can all live by that, my goodness. And then Stephanie says, sharing something about yourself with others is a great way to connect. Oh my, Cameron got McGenna's name correct finally. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. that was, you made my day right there with the rat ray, Frank. I appreciate it. All right. So, what are ways to not fail at telling your story? What should you avoid? All right. David, David jumped right into that one. He was like, I'm ready to go on that one. Go ahead, David. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think storytelling is key in every aspect of life, but I also think there's a way to, to go about it. You know, as one of the comments suggested, um, you know, you can't just dive in and give a pitch for something. I mean, um, uh, you know, people send me LinkedIn messages all the time and all they're doing is spewing out their whole pitch. And it doesn't really make me want to have a conversation with them. It doesn't make me want to move forward with it. The, I think the key is, is, you know, in everything is just to be friendly, just to be, just to be outgoing in, with your story, to tell people, you know, who you are and a little bit about you and then take it to the next level of, you know, trying to do business. You know, a lot of, a lot of clients that I have um, and that I've had over the years, um, you know, they told me their story. I'll I told them my story and then it turned into business. It wasn't just a business pitch, a business pitch hard, you know, and I feel like that's the problem with a lot of people. They, they pitch real hard. So I think figure out the right way to tell your story, figure out the right way then to take your story in another direction to make it about business. Um, you know, there's so much you can do with stories and telling it the right way. It's just a matter of, you know, honing that skill and, and being passionate about it, you know, be passionate about your story, be passionate about your business's story. Um, you know, like Sean is obviously very passionate about his 1099 thing. And it, and it shows that a lot of people here are, are commenting about it. And, uh, you know, that's great. Um, I, I think that's the key, you know, be passionate about your story, be passionate about your business's story. Um, and don't pitch until you're asked. That's about it. Thank you for that. And Rick's, Rick's on deck. Here we go. Thank you, Cam. Yeah, great points there. Um, one of the things I was going to say was we should probably differentiate here storytelling when it's just you telling your story, like putting something on LinkedIn is very different than storytelling when we're in a business setting, when there's another person there. So there's the active story and there's the passive story. So let's make sure we're clear on that. Um, when you're doing the active story and you're in front of another person, yes, that's when we need that fertile ground. We've got to get that permission set up because if that person is not ready for our story and we launch into storytelling mode, yeah, we could have the greatest story, the greatest approach could be really emotional or really exciting, 
But if we haven't gotten that permission yet, that can be metaphysical. It can be metaphysical permission. We've got to be able to watch and feel for those things and, uh, you know, be able to know when it's time to listen to someone else's story and then when it's time to share our story. I can I can actually add to that. Um, you know, a bunch of years back, um, I was invited to this this big gala, um, and I had a project that I was looking to raise money for. Uh, and uh, you know, I went to the gala, and I was meeting you know all these people that were the right people that I had to meet. And instead of you know pushing my story and my pitch to them, um, I listened to their stories. And then when they were ready, they asked me mine. And when you see that opening, that's when you could bring it up. I think the key is to look for the opening of when to tell your story and then to bring in your business part of it as well. So um, I think Rick made a great point. And I just want to add on to that. Absolutely. All right. I think we got uh, Trisha who's jumping in. Go ahead, Trisha. I'd love to jump in because there's also very important part of storytelling, which is being the listener. And I share this because when you give someone permission to share their story by really being an active listener, and I do this with my speakers, we then have the responsibility and the opportunity to reflect back on the storyteller what our interpretation of that story is. And I'll give you an example. One of my very first speakers, Kristen Smedley, has three children, two were born blind, and she wanted to tell the story of rare eye disease. And by listening to her tell the story of her two children who were blind and her one-sided child, what we realized and what I reflected back onto her by listening to her tell me the story was that the story wasn't about rare eye disease. The story was about how she learned to see the world differently through the eyes of her children. And all of a sudden, this one idea, this one story became global and she was able to connect in a global way, because I don't have children, I don't have blind children. So a story about rare eye disease is not going to resonate as much with me as it would if I think about seeing the world through the eyes of other people, then I'm immediately catapulted into having empathy and compassion. So I do want to highlight that being a storyteller can often mean being an active listener. I love that. And and can we all just applaud Trisha's background? I'm listening to her story and I'm looking at the the hearts in the background and the words, the loving, the trust, the side. You, you get the uh, the MVP trophy today for uh, the right background. Uh, me, and, me and Steve got some fancy stuff going on here and Sean, but uh, you definitely, you take the prize. I love it. One other camera. I want to jump in on board Trisha. Please, please. Can you hear me? Yeah, man. So I want to jump in on board, uh, Trisha and, Ke and uh, David. So I would say, guys, go out there and live. Go out there and live. Step one. Step two, always ask others for their story first. And if you're living a lot, you're going to have a lot of stories. And depends on who you ask their story, if you have a story to connect with theirs, then you introduce yours. So if you're living and you're acquiring stories as you go along, you're going to have a much wider window as to when to pop in. But secret number one, David, you hit it on the head, is always ask the individual for their story. 
And if you don't have a story to match theirs, just be a good listener. Listen to them, be compassionate, learn something. But if you're living a lot and you're like a crazy guy like Sean, having a different experience, you're going to always have a pretty cool, unique story to tell. So guys, go there and start living. Get a story. Get multiple stories. And then ask people what's their story. And then you give them back one of yours. That's my input. Yeah, I, I completely, a thousand percent agree, Sean. Great. 10,000. 10,000. 10,000. 10,000 times you agree. Yeah, exactly right. That's right. Um, yeah, so so great points, everybody. Um, you know, I, I forget who mentioned, someone mentioned about pitching. And, you know, you know honestly, I really don't believe you, you should ever pitch. I think, you know, when you tell stories, you know, there's different kinds of stories. And Rick, Rick Gabriel gave, gave a really good understanding of the passive and, and, you know, active, I think he said. But there's, there's times to tell your story. And, and there should only be really one story because that's your story, right? Um, you could you could kind of maybe t tell different parts of your story in different environments, but you have one story. But the stories you can tell are, uh, you know, you know, I, I have you know some sales capacity that I do right. So I do consulting and sales, and I try not to ever pitch because I, I, what I'm going to do is tell stories about how I've helped or whatever I'm marketing or selling or whatever I'm putting together has helped other clients similarly. And you tell the story and what what their challenges were, uh, what what they were able to you know do and 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 how it benefited them, and that's how you can really communicate and and get from going from a personal side to to a business side. And the other piece, I love what, what Trisha said, which is the listening side. If you're listening, and I and I try also to to encourage that the person that I'm speaking with tell their story first, but sometimes it doesn't always work. I'm not going to force that. I love that first because it's you know it's kind of like poker, right? You get to you want to see their hand first, um, but it, it also helps me understand which direction I could go here as I get a better feel for that person. Um, but the more you hear that person and listen to them, and there's a lot of ways to listen, right? It's not just with your ears; it's with your eyes; it's with your body language, right? Make sure you're aware of that, right? We're in a very hyper-focused digital world right now with with a lot of video stuff, so people are going to see if your head's down, and I'm guilty sometimes looking at texts, looking away, be very focused, but be a good listener, listen to what the needs are. And as you find needs, you could tell stories on the way other similar people have been able to get through those challenges. And that's a great way in which you can not have to be the typical salesperson. And again, if we're in business, right, Sean, 1099, that means you have your own business, right? We're in sales, some kind of sales, right? You, you know, you know, I, I'm married. I sold my wife. You know, they were always selling. Okay, so so anyway, so that's my recommendation: tell stories, not just about yourself, but other clients, people that you've helped in similar ways. Twenty twenty theme song, Cameron. Can't hear you. Oh man, there we go. All right, so so amazing. Uh, all the stuff that we have, the comments are great today. I, I'm really loving everybody's participation in the comment section. Stephanie uh, was, uh, where was the one that I highlighted? I think Sean wins the award for the best smile today. I love that. Uh, Lenny Sun is dropping some gems in the comment section. Steve Wright, never pitch, let it happen organically. <laughs> Steve, you totally did that with me. Saw my hand first. Um, 
tonality. So much uh, good stuff in the comments. Guys, keep telling your stories. I really appreciate these. Ray says, sometimes it is as simple as always smiling, being a positive influence in people's lives, never talk negatively. You know, that's that's um, something that I think is is under underplayed, right? That negativity talk. Sometimes we get into that and it's for a good reason. We need to vent, but there's a there's a proper time and a place. I think there's almost never a good time to really get negative, especially when you're um, in that getting to know you phase. And I'd love uh, people to chime in on that. I have our next question that I want to throw out there, but uh, I think that's something that, that would be great to talk to in terms of like the negative thing. Because we uh, something that's come up in the story conversation is, uh, and uh, I'm gonna, Emily Oliver uh, did a great thing and I posted it to one of uh, the uh, BizDev Live networking programs in terms of telling your story. Some people are victims in, in their story and other people choose to take that challenging thing that happened and make them this, uh, themselves the hero of their story. So there's two ways to look at it, right? Uh, no one wants to talk to a salesperson, also research the miracle technique of mirroring uh, from Tony Robbins. I love that mirroring te technique as well. And I'm going to let us go back, but there's great, great comments being dropped in. So I'll, I'll definitely come back and read some more of those in a minute. So let the panel respond to how do you sell referrals with stories? So what I mean here is a lot of times people are looking for something that I can't necessarily provide. Um, and I could just say, call Sean. But it's another whole thing if I tell you, I know Sean comes into the room like a bull and he's just trying to sell you things, but I was on the call the other night with him and he got my wife in front of the camera. She doesn't want to come on the camera for anything. He was sitting there, he's telling us about what this son does and this son does and what my daughter does and how her personality is. And my wife's off to the side, she doesn't want to come on the camera, but slowly she's creeping over because she's nodding in her head saying, yes, that's true, yes. That's true. And so suddenly she's on camera, something she never wants to do, but because he's just the power of his individual. So that's the way I'm going to recommend that you get a one-on-one -on -one with Sean, not just saying, hey, Sean's a great guy. You, you really need to talk to him. I'm going to tell you about my experience with him. I'm going to tell that story. So how do you guys tell stories with your referrals? How do you direct somebody to somebody else with a story? Who wants, David's, David's jumping in here. Thanks, yeah. David. Um, I, I actually really love making referrals for people. Um, it's to me, it's 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 really uh, you know it's a good way to give give back and pass along uh, business. Um, so you know, to me, uh, I'm always listening to what's going on around me. Uh, if I'm at the grocery store and I hear somebody talking about, oh, I need a a real estate attorney, you know, we're, we're selling our home something goes off in my head and says, Oh, I know a real estate attorney that I can introduce that person to. And I'll jump in, uh, sometimes awkwardly. Um, but I'll, I'll make a conversation, um, and, and make it into a referral an introduction to someone. I think the key to referring people, is listening to other people and hearing what they need. Um, and then when they, when they need something, you could be a valuable resource in passing them along to people that you've already vetted that you know uh, will do the right thing for people. I think referring the right people um, who do the right thing is is extremely important part of, of the whole referral process. So that's what I got to say about that. Rick is next on deck. Thank you so much for that. Go ahead, Rick. 
Great job, David. Um, I was going to say that um, when I try to connect people, one of the things that I do either in person or in an email is I'll give a little bit of a description to the first person about my relationship and connection and my feelings about person A. And then I'll do the same thing for the other person. So I'm kind of giving both parties um, a little inside look at my relationship with both of these people. And I'll do this in a very long format. This is not a quick, um, this is not a quick thing. So I'll, I'll pay attention to all of the emotional connections and all of the value that this person has in my life. Never talking about products or services yet. And those of you who know me, I bring a lot of love into that. So I'm, I'm not ashamed or afraid to bring love into the business environment. Matter of fact, I think that energetically, it helps set up a different connection, different law of attraction. And then I'll give a blessing at the end of that to both parties to say, hey, listen, I'm wishing you joy, abundance. Um, so it is storytelling. I'm basically telling the story of my relationship and value for person A and person B. I wish them a blessing and I let them go at it with all good luck, joy and abundance, but it's all done with love. So that it feels so different from any other referral that I've ever given or gotten. And uh, it works like magic. I love that. Go ahead, Steve. Steve's next on deck. Go ahead. That's great stuff, Rick. Uh, Brother Rick. That that is amazing. Um, yeah, I I I, uh, I want to touch on that first. So you know, I think if you if you feel good about you, and you feel good about the other person, it's going to be natural for you to make that referral, right? I am uh, for for those who know me, I'm a pretty simplistic guy. I like to keep things very simple. So if I have to tell a lot about a person, I'm probably going to forget it, uh, or it's just my brain over, you know, short circuits. So, but but I think people know they trust me, they know me, they like me, they trust me, and and when I make a referral, they take it serious. I believe that's what happens. So I just go by, you know, I, I might say I might pick one adjective or one or two adjectives, like, you know, uh, you know, you gotta you gotta meet this guy, Rick. He's got just an incredible heart for people, or. You gotta, you gotta talk to this guy, Sean Lashley. He is the most passionate guy I've probably ever come across. Or you gotta go talk to my buddy, uh, you know, Cameron, who's got just amazing energy. He is like nonstop the Energizer Bunny. The man is just relentless with energy. You know, it's stuff like that, right? So I'm not gonna tell a story, but I'm gonna give attributes or qualities of the person. Um, but it's funny, David, you were mentioning before. You're a man after my own heart, David. I know that now why we have you on the show here. You mentioned talking to people, uh, you know, out and about, as you know, talking to strangers and interjecting, you know, that, hey, listen, you're in my wheelhouse now there. You know, that's what I love doing, you know. Um, but but you know what? I, I think it's great. And, and somebody mentioned it. One of the one of the little uh, comments that came up here is, you know, it's great karma. When you do refer people and you give referrals to people, you know, for people, it is good karma. It will come back to you. So uh, but anyway. Uh, that was what I wanted to share is, is make sure you're you're giving your heart to people. I love that. All right. I'm going to Trish is next on deck. I just want to remind folks in the audience. I love I'm going to go through comments in just a moment. Keep sharing your stories. I'll read some more of them. Uh, 
share this out. Make sure that uh, you're not keeping us a secret. Make sure you share it out to your network. Really excited. Hit those uh, hearts and thumbs up and clapping and support and curious and insight buttons on LinkedIn. We really appreciate your support that way. It helps us get this message out to more people. Go ahead, Tricia. I love what David and Rick and Steve are saying, and I also love how vulnerable you are all saying it. I want to thank you for that. And I have been given those email referrals by Rick, and they're truly love letters. And if we think about being able to reframe the context of a love letter in relationship to making referrals, all of a sudden then we can we can actually get our, our, our referral to feel a certain way. So in addition to everything that David, Rick, and Steve are saying about referrals, I also think that it's important to think about how you want the person to feel. So I always say this person is going to make you feel taken care of, totally respected, and always heard. So that you have all the info and then you start to connect to the actual physicality of the person because we all want to feel a certain way. So I think that's also very much um, an important part of the referral process, how the person is going to make you feel. Well said. Trisha just became my number one member on the panel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. I love that so much. I love what said, Trisha. is so powerful now. Listen to what I'm going to say very carefully next um, Cameron. What are the numbers right now? How many viewers do we have on the online? As far as I can see, we got 21 uh, viewing simultaneously here. 21. I want to get every viewer to pull five individuals into the conversation. The person that pulls five individuals into the conversation will get a free digital card paid for for one year, and the five guests that will come on will also get a digital card. This is why I'm saying this now, guys. My QR code. If you want to meet the guests and the panel members that's on here right now, and you scan my QR code, you'll get to meet everyone on the um, on the panel. And the reason I'm giving away the free digital card to everyone today is because I don't want to speak of something that everyone else can't access. I need everyone to be able to access it. I will pay for one year. It's not a problem. Now, one of the things that I would definitely suggest, guys, and, you know, Trisha said it best, speak of a feeling that you will get. When I'm speaking of entrepreneurship, when I'm speaking of 1099, I market people like Steve. I said, listen, being a W2 work is fine, but if you really want to win, find a mentor. I did not believe in mentorship until I find Steve. Okay, so if you're ever considering doing XYZ, you may want to check with Steve first. And one of the things that we do very well is when a comment is made with one of our clients, we always go into that client's comments and we put their digital card. Do you know what we're doing? We're making referrals. We're showing the client that, hey, we love your message, we believe in you, and we want the clients to be able to connect with you like this. So always discuss the feeling that you're gonna get from this individual. Like, I'm speaking to Trisha now, and I realize that Trisha is the love bug. She's the love machine on the call right now. I mean, I thought it was, uh, what's his name? Let me not be, I thought it was Rick, but I was clearly Trisha. Rick, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> It's about the feeling. That's, that's why Rick loves Trisha. <laughs> yeah, when you embody the feeling, guys, and you start channeling everything from that feeling, everything works. When it comes to, to Cameron, I'm extremely passionate about building wealth for our culture right now. And whenever Cameron is in a room, I always let people know Cameron is coming with a wealth of knowledge. And in our construction period, if we're constructing with the right information, 
we're going to build enormous empires. It's just that simple. So Cameron, keep doing what you're doing. You're awesome and educated. Trish, you're such a damn love bug. I commend you for your vulnerability. Uh, they, Rick, sorry. And Dave is my guy. He just tell it as it is. It is what it is. Come on. And everyone knows Steve, the master connector, Steve Sparrow. Carry on, guys. <laughs> hey, uh, so I'd also like to say, uh, you know, along with what uh, uh, Trisha was saying before, uh, you know, to add to that a little bit, if you think about, you know, the world and, and how big celebrities are, right? Um, there's a reason you love those celebrities. It's because they make you feel something. And as, as Trisha said, if you could put that feeling into uh, your referrals, it'll make a big difference. Um, so, you know, I, I totally agree. And, and I think uh, that was really well said. And I, I just wanted to add to that um, because it is, it is all about how you feel, about how you are, how, how somebody makes you feel. That's a, that is the secret. That is the takeaway for today, guys. That is the thing. How do you make someone else? How do you make someone else feel? Guys, please don't let that point miss you. It doesn't matter about the personality. It doesn't matter about their character. How do they make you feel? When I come around, guys, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be following a script. I'm going to, dis you know, Steve did come to Disruptor, but I promise you, I'm going to make you feel something different. When I'm attacking W2, guys, I'm sorry. It's a trap. 1099. It's the enabler. Let's go. Tell your kids, let's go to Disney World. Tell your wife, honey, put on our favorite dress. We're going to go to New York for the weekend. We're going to go to Miami. We're gonna, whatever you want to do. But I don't know if you can do it in the W-2. <laughs> but I'm not going to attack the W-2 workers if we're not here to support them. We have a community. We have the mentor. We have the love bug. There is a support system, guys. I'm not going to break you down if we can't build you up. So we're building a master connect connection network that's here to help everyone walk through the process. Absolutely. All right. So I know we have uh, Rick jumping in here. Go ahead, Rick. And I'm just going to say this, Rick, uh, before you jump in, um, we want to talk to this last question of how can people enhance their stories? So I think, you know, for folks that are watching this, um, how could you not be convinced that telling your story is, is the way to go and not pitch people, but, you know, just talk about the values, talk about, um, you know, the things that are going to be the great attributes, right? But not everybody is, or at least doesn't feel like a natural storyteller. Now, I've seen people uh, that have various levels of communication skills really tell great stories when they allow themselves to, to, right? So what can people do to enhance their stories, how they can uh, leverage their experiences, leverage what they have that they bring with them every day to really build up their stories. So I know you're jumping in here, but I'd like for us to go around the panel and just talk about what are ways that you've sort of enhanced your stories over time and what can people do? Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, Cam. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to jump right into this question. So you want to enhance your stories. So mindset practice, right? What do we do to practice? How do we practice if we're an athlete or a speaker or anything? I'm going to give you the science. So you may think that some of the stuff you're hearing today is, oh, well, you know, that's emotional stuff. It's all about feelings. It's all that I'm going to bring you science right now. The heart and the brain are the two main motors of our human organism. The heart vibrates at a level 600 times greater than the brain. So if you're here thinking today, 
how can I tell my story better? And you're thinking about it. Let's shift down to the heart. This is 600 times more powerful from an energetic standpoint than the brain. So practicing, let's get into the heart space, whatever it takes you to get into your heart. Sometimes it's reading an emotional story. Sometimes it's listening to something or seeing something, feeling something. Get into the feeling, start practicing feeling and being emotional. Yeah, it's tough. Maybe that's the part that you've got to get some help with. A lot of the people on this call can guide you through that. A lot of the stuff that uh, they've all created can guide you to that. But get into the science of using your heart. It's actually um, a powerful tool to get into the heart space. We talked a lot about love and feelings, but the science of it is that this is 600 times more powerful than this. So lead with your heart. You're going to be bringing your best motor and your best tool to the game. Love it. Thank you very much for that, Rick. And, and McGinn is chiming in with the physical connection piece of this. Um, Trisha, you want to you wanna rock this next? How can people enhance their story? I'd love to. Rick, that was amazing. And I think sharing the details of your story like a painter is really valuable. You want to paint the picture of the story so that the listener, the audience member has, has a visceral response to what it is that you're sharing so that they feel deeply connected with you as a fellow human being. Okay. I, I, uh, I also, I, I have enough, I have something to add to this also. Um, you know, I think a great way to enhance your story is also to simplify it um, and to, uh, to make it relatable to other people. Um, you know, like, like I mentioned earlier, a, a lot of work I do are uh, fundraising films for nonprofits. And the, the biggest thing for me when I'm telling their story is to always start out their story with something that's going to capture the audience and that they could relate to. And I think that's important when you're telling your story. You can enhance it by being relatable and and you know hitting home with what's what's so important um, and you know what why should people want to listen to your story. I could jump in, Cam. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And so that was amazing, David. Just just thank you. Thank you for that. I mean, that's you know, letting people understand how to, you know, get into people's heads with your story. It's so important. Thank you. Go ahead, Steve. No, it's it's absolutely and and, and so listen, um, a couple of very tactical things. Uh, number one, and Trisha touched on it as well. You you want to elicit emotions, right? If you're telling a story. You want to try to, if you can, you know, elicit some humor. Now, now I don't mean tell jokes, but, you know, I, I, I mentioned when I tell my story many times that my wife and I are both black belts and we've had some crazy fights over the years. And I, I don't say that. Um, I, I mean, I say it because I get a, usually a, good, a little giggle out of it. Just It just breaks things up, right? So when you're telling your story, try to have some humor. Also put some passion in your voice, right? Um, you know, some excitement, some passion, right? Now, you don't just... Be monotone about it. You know, you, you gotta you, you gotta you gotta express some feeling in what you're talking about. Okay. And I love what I think Trisha you said about about painting pictures, right? Tell a story. Again, the more emotion that you can pull from the story, the more memorable your story will be. And potentially you'll get people to move, 
because ultimately we want them to move, right? If we're life changers, and I think all of us on this call are life changers, right? Impact people. We want people to move. Maybe that move is, you know, to, you know, maybe like what brother Rick talked about, you know, saving a life or, or maybe it's inspiring people, or maybe it's getting people to do something, you know, out of their comfort zone, like Sean likes to do, right? You know, he's the disruptor, Mr. Disruptor, right? But whatever it is, get them to move, but you got to do it with passion, do it with emotion, do it with excitement and get some, get some, uh, you know, humor in there if you can a little bit, even if it's making fun of yourself. I, I agree with you about the humor. I think humor is a huge, you know, again, it elicits an emotion. It's a different kind of emotion that you feel when somebody makes you laugh, as opposed to when somebody's telling you a story that might make you, you know, feel sad or, or cry. And, and I, I think that it's important uh, and it's great in most instances. It's funny, you know, I did this video years ago about this, this doctor who started this uh, a charity. He put five $500,000 of his own money into the charity and was trying to match that money at the gala that this film I created uh, played at. And the beginning of the film started out with this really emotional story about how he saved somebody's life and the child's life. Um, and it went on later where there was actually humor inflected into the story when it started talking about him and his relationship with his wife, how you know, she, she said something about how, uh, he, he kept pursuing her even though she didn't want to talk to him and, and couldn't care less. Um, so I agree. I think humor is important. It's a matter, but, it, but also if you're going to use humor, it's how you use it and where you use it. It's all about timing. Absolutely. Yeah. I, why don't you just continue on that point too? Cause I think I've definitely run into trouble with the humor thing. So <laughs> when you're telling a story, when are the, the points when you want to include uh, humor and when's, when are points that you definitely do not? I know Sean, Sean's got his hand up to, to raise. Oh, yeah. And we're going to close this out. So after Sean goes, uh, I'll give a chance to everybody to kind of go around and do closing statements, kind of give some uh, motivational guidance on people for their storytelling. Uh, so go ahead, Sean. Yeah, you want to include humor. If you're trying to make a change in someone that you're dealing with, you want to include humor when the pain is becoming too empowering for the individual. You, and also, what I do a lot is I bring the humor onto myself. So if you're trying to impact someone to get them to make a shift, to make a change, and you see it's getting a little tense, a little uncomfortable, then you want to introduce some humor just to reset the room. And after you reset, you keep going, you keep pressing forward. Another point I want to touch on really quick. Talking about being an angel, I see teenagers in the, in the chat, okay? I've been extremely busy all year. I didn't get back to Tina for a couple of months. So Tina texts me, oh, Sean, you were supposed to get back to me. You never got back to me, blah, 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 right? I called her immediately, and then I didn't get her. I spoke to her like maybe a month later when I was moving. And when I got on the phone with Tina, guys, you want to talk about an angel? Hello, Sean, how are you? Now, I'm ready to explode on Tina for attacking my character. But she was so soft, so mellow, so gentle. I just have to go with the flow, guys. So I just want to drop that in. I just saw Tina's name right there. And if you guys want to know what a true angel sounds like, get on a call with Tina Campbell. Get into contact with her. You'll find exactly what it means to have a living angel walking around you. All right? That's it. Beautiful. All right. So we're going to go around closing statements. Sean, while you're on the screen, do you want to just kind of wrap up the day with like a motivational statement on storytelling? Oh, absolutely. Guys, if you're not a clubhouse, you're missing out. Okay. 
It's a great, it's a great place. I'm just gonna throw everybody on the screen here. Yeah. Truly to Sean's point, Clubhouse is a great place to tell your story. It's a great place to let your voice be heard. Uh, if you're not on the platform, it's Karen, iOS. Sorry, guys, I got Clubhouse going on actually on the back of the room. So it's a great place to be heard. Go ahead, Sean, keep going. So, guys, I will invite everyone, and listen to me very carefully, please. I will invite everyone to get into Clubhouse. This is why. By the end of January, January 31st, I'm going to be partners in 100 rooms. That's number one. Number two, I'm sponsoring every room that I'm not a partner in. If they do not accept my, my sponsorship, I'm having our clients go into their room and give a testimony. Why am I being so aggressive with what I'm saying? If you're not in Clubhouse, guys, you're missing out. It's one of the most organic place for people to all come together, have a conversation. You get past the gatekeeper, you get past everything else, and you get direct to the core. And when you're in Clubhouse, guys, you'll be amazed to know the hearts come together. The hearts, I mean, let me see, what's your name, what's your name again? Trisha, you're going to love. Trisha, are you in Clubhouse? Yes or no? I just joined. Which room are you? I want you to come to one of my rooms. You're going to see a lot of rooms with 10K cards. If you see a 10K card, Trisha, come to the room. I'm going to make you a moderator. If they don't give you a moderator, we'll start a room together. All right? And you'll have some fun. Trust me, guys. Come to Clubhouse. I'm not available for one-to-one -one anymore. You want to find me? Come to Clubhouse. So, guys, everyone on LinkedIn is trying to reach me. I apologize. Every email, I apologize. Meet me at the club. <laughs> there's a lot of value there. And it's just a social media land grab. There's, there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of value to be given out. So uh, definitely take that opportunity. If you got the time, you got an iOS device. I had to borrow my wife's iPad for a time. Then I bought my own so that I could uh, use and, and get on the platform. All right, uh, Rick. Uh, Give us a closing statement from you, and then we'll go to Trisha. Go ahead. Rick. I want to just say thank you to you, Cam and Steve, and uh, everyone that was on the show, Sean, David, and Trisha. I love you. You know that. I just want to say how honored I was to be with all of you today, and for everyone who joined us and everyone who's going to see this, my closing statement is you learned a lot about systems today. You learned a lot of thoughts and ideas. Make sure that you keep it natural, keep it real, keep it organic. You heard a lot about triggers and hearing things and, and scripts and stuff. Just keep it natural. Use the heart and watch what happens. Thank you. Great advice, Rick. Great advice. Go ahead, Trisha. Amazing. Cameron, Steve, thank you so much. Rick, Sean, David, appreciate being here with you. And I just want to remind everybody who's on the call, there's 7.8 billion people on the planet. There is one person who is meant to hear from you. That is why sharing your story is so important. Guys, if you're not, uh, if you're watching this on LinkedIn, you're not hitting that heart button, that clap button. I don't know what's wrong with you. That absolutely, there's abundance in this world. And if you put your story out there, somebody's going to want to hear it. They're going to want to connect with you. I think that's an amazing point. All right, Mr. David Seth Cohen, go ahead. Uh, also want to reiterate the thank yous to you guys for uh, having us uh, on this and for putting this all together. Uh, it was a great experience. Um, just simple reminder to people, don't stop telling your stories. Keep, keep telling them, no matter what, don't give up. Very much for that. Thank you very much for that, David. All right, we're going to go to Mr. Stephen 
Spiro, our master connector. So listen, uh, you know, I think we're, we're in a place in the world where everybody wants to change the world, especially, you know, you know, yesterday, the 20th, whatever day it was, we, you know, new administration, we want to save lives, change the world. But what's one life worth? And so I'm going to tell a quick story. It's a short story, right? Old man walking on the beach, crotchety old man, skeptical old man. He sees at a distance this young boy uh, throwing stuff in the water. And as he approaches, he sees a bunch of starfish, maybe half a million are on the washed up on the shore on the beach. And he goes to the young boy and he said, boy, what are you doing there? What are you, you know? And the young boy is like, well, I'm throwing the starfish back. He's like, there's a half a million of these things out there. What possible difference are you going to make? And, he, and the young boy bends over, grabs the starfish, throws it back in the water. And he said, it made a difference for that one. And what's one life worth? And so I believe that if we could touch one life, one life, what kind of impact can we make in this world? What's the ripple effect of that one life? So if this show that we're doing here can impact one person here, I believe we've done we've done what we needed to do here. So hopefully you, you guys got some great value from here. Thank you to the guests. Thank you to Cameron for being the Wizard of Oz behind the, uh, the curtain. We really appreciate all the magic you do. It's going to be awesome. So please share this. Come back again next week. Tell people about it. I think we have we are the light. We definitely need to put this out to the world and inspire and, and motivate and, and, and really help help make a difference in this world. Thank you guys again. I appreciate that. Beautiful. I want to talk to the audience. Uh, please let us know if you brought somebody here. We will award a digital card. I couldn't tell from the comments who brought who, but if you brought somebody here, let us know. Cameron. Everybody gets a digital card. Everybody gets a Everybody digital card. You get a digital card. You get a digital card. Let them click on the link in my bio on Instagram. And there's a hundred dollar gift. Click on the hundred dollar. We're, we're not on Instagram, Sean. What you gotta give me a link and, and I'll let them, find their, oh, let, them go, let them come to the club. Let them go on to Instagram, click on 10k cards. There's a hundred dollar gift, one button, the gift is theirs. Okay. That's what I think of as. All right, beautiful. So listen, everybody, I want to close out the show by saying this. Focus, uh, be that change you want to see in the world. Tell your story. Somebody wants to hear it. I'm really excited that you are here with us today. You could have been a lot of places in the world and you are here with us. Thank you for joining us. This has been Master Connection Series. Steve, close this out. Thank you to my extra expert panel. Go ahead, Steve. Absolutely. Well, it's all been said. So, guys, as uh, you know, I think it was Sean has said it or, or David said it. Listen, all this or maybe Brother Ricky, if, if you don't apply this, this is all just talk. So go apply it. And as my good friend, A.B. Gabor says, crush it. Here we go. Fire up your Friday. Fired up Friday. Close With it out Steve on this. Spiro, Thank you, everybody. We will see you next week. 2 p.m. Steve Spiro, the Master Connector. Over the next hour of this Master Connection series, we will take a deep dive into the different ways to connect and network effectively. See us and hear us right now. So LinkedIn, we are on here. We're getting ready. Hear from experts along with Steve Spiro, who went from being shy and introverted to the Master Connector. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This has been a Master Connections series. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you next week. That has been our show. Please uh, 
share in the comments what was the best thing you heard today and share this with your friends and family. Don't keep it a secret. We'll see you next week.